1: From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance.
0: Good afternoon. Welcome to the COV. My name's Kyle Rodder. I'm here with Danny Akuye. And uh, Danny, it looks like a bit of a dead rubber. In fact, I've used that in our <laughs> three things. We'll get to that in a second. But um, uh, flat, effectively. Um, flat the as attack.
2: It looks flat as attack. Up by mm. 3.4 points currently at 7,118. And the SIBO 200 or 0.6 of a point whatever that is, at uh, 1,361.
0: Yeah, there you go, so uh, lots going on, but I suppose like the uh, proverbial dark swimming, uh, the market not moving, but maybe a lot going on below the surface. Let's look at some of the uh, areas of the market though, which have certainly moved, and uh, well, we can't go by tech, uh, past tech, Several names there driving it, but Altium up a remarkable 25%. I think it was even, uh, well, modestly higher than just that as well uh, at different stages of the day. So some broad-based strength there. um, Even just looking across the board, you wouldn't sneeze at uh, a day like that for for tech stocks. But again, Altium, a real high flyer after its results today. Um, Danny, the banks, though, are looking a little... um, Oh, they found a little bit of love today. Yeah, towards the end of the session, it would appear. Mm -hmm. Um, Commonwealth Bank at around $98 and 57 since uh, Westpac after its update, was that today or yesterday? Yesterday, and they were yesterday. off about three
2: percent yesterday. So That's right. tracking a little bit higher today.
0: There you go. And uh, miners, we have to look at... Yeah. The well, big Aussie, a little bit of a disappointment. It was a bit. And um, we'll get through the uh, precise numbers in just a moment. But, um, well, maybe an outlier in the mining space. But, um, well, 10% of the market, 10, uh, well, far greater than that of the mining sector, So it, uh, or the material sector. So that was uh, a weight on the market today. Danny, uh, three themes. I already gave one away, which is dead rubber. Nothing else to really uh, more to say about the uh, the overall um, market. But all twenty percent in one. We had twenty percent of the market reporting today. Ten percent of that, of course, was BHP. Yeah, 11% but percent um, even, yeah. We're really at uh, the the meaty point of earnings season now.
2: Yeah, we are getting you know were more coming. I think Thursday's oh, a huge amount. Yeah,
0: and uh, mm-hmm. even tomorrow's going to be a little bit um, mm-hmm. more significant again, just in terms of the number of. Companies reporting and uh, tech searches. Well, uh, well, again, well, we'll Nasdaq about that.
2: gave us a strong lead as it well. Did, didn't it? Yep, strong lead. Some really big moves. Palo Alto up fifteen percent. Uh, then you had Nvidia and Tesla up over eight percent. Some really interesting moves, given that the ten-year yield was pretty feisty on the upside.
0: Yeah, certainly. And uh, well, we'll talk about Nvidia a little bit more in a second. But I think it reports in two days' time now. So correct, Wednesday
2: uh, U.S. time. Wednesday,
0: more. Is uh, it afternoon? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, pushing on and now let's start belting out some of these names BHP to begin with it was a bit of a miss on both the top and bottom line, at least from Reuters data that I surveyed. Yeah, it
2: seems to be a little bit softer than expected. I mean, let's face it, they weren't going to do anything near what they've had for the last two years, but net profits are 58%, revenues are 17%, underlying profit of 37% and profit off from operations are
0: 33%. Yeah, and if you want it straight from the uh, horse's mouth, uh, David Lamont was interviewed today, that'll be on your platform to catch up on uh, CFO there. You can see just a few of the other uh, details of the results. Uh, but let's go to Woodside now. And it, uh, well, it was up 6% in terms of net profit for the year. It was a fraction below, again, from the numbers that I looked at. Mm-hmm. Um, estimates. So maybe a little bit of a mixed result there. Another one that, well, I suppose it caught um, this sort of tail end of that boom in prices at the back end of... Last year, obviously, we saw yep. a lot of moderation in the second half. Um, but nevertheless, uh, revenues 27% higher, interim dividend of $0.80 cents per share. And Coles, well, that was um, one of the big disappointers mm. uh, in terms of, well, large-cap stocks today. And I think it was down by 6 or 7% in the end.
2: Yeah, it was. I haven't had a chance to read the headlines, but apparently, like in America, there's lots of thefts going on at the moment. Oh. This consumers' struggle. Apparently, they've been hit by that.
0: Yeah, interesting. Actually. As well
2: as higher costs and yeah, other no, of things course. as well. No, I, yeah. well, I
0: got a little landings out there. I know you hate when I go off on tangents, but um, no, I, don't. I was in my, <laughs> I was in, daydreaming as I was swiping through the um, you know, self serve checkout. You swiped the the,
2: the the red onion five times. No, like no, no, everybody no. Else I, does. I I didn't
0: have any money in my account. Didn't notice. Walked out. And I got basically tackled by someone. <laughs> As I walked out the door. And it was when I just freshly shaved my head as well and I had my, like, tattoos out and everything. And I thought I think they thought I was trying to mix some stuff. So, anyway, um, being careful next time. They, they look at me a bit funny now every time I walk in. Um, but let's go and um, move on from that and get back on track. Centre Group. Um,
2: they look like they had reasonable results, even though first half net profit down 69%. But, uh, yeah, that, um, oh, what is it, the FFO? It's not their... Funds from For, operations. Funds from operations, yeah up one and a half percent
0: i thought really interesting too because we just heard that off the um, at the end of the close too. just the emphasis of you know we can't um help you know do much about you know um the 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 write down of asset values but we can focus on our cash flows and and that message really came through quite strongly so i thought that was an interesting tip Mm. um but let's move on from that and look at Hub. Yes, Hub was uh, a cracker. Yeah, it was. Another another stock's really outperformed. Um, I don't know, did you do the interview today? Because we spoke no. to Hub, I think. No, Another one that will, will be on your platform, so um, best to, to hear it directly from the company rather than from me. But the stock is up uh, 11% today and uh, well, profits of $38.2 million. Uh, we'll also pay out a sh- uh, dividend of $1.80, sorry, um, 18 cents, 18 and a half cents. We uh, yeah, almost got a few people too too excited there perhaps. Um, but also said entering FY24 with some positive momentum. Indeed. Okay, well um stock of the day. It was Centre Group. And uh, were you at the hell? No, it was David Koch No, it was wasn't David it? Kosh today. Okay, well uh, have a listen to what our guests had to say about Centre Group.
1: Net result, if you're if you've been a shareholder for the last ten years, is pretty mediocre. Right. Yeah, you know, it's like just above inflation. So, so it, not not for you. Well, no, because it's it's not. It's, I mean, it's it's a it, it's a well run business, but it's just the the, the economics of it. I uh, I can't see where how they're going to improve that right. a lot. Okay. Where this would get up to be at least ten percent, which with interest rates now at five, you can get five for cash. Yeah. So yeah, unless yeah. unless Centre Group start increase earning more. Uh, they're actually earning less than the cash rate. But it's hard to see where
0: you know really strong growth comes from with the business. I think at a um, shopping centre level, they're probably maxed out. They'll keep refurbing and refreshing, and you know um, driving the as um, Elliot pointed out the the entertainment value of the precincts that they're creating, and and, and driving some value in that way. But um, I think it, this is a stock you probably look at it from a, a distribution yield point of view. Right now, it's about six percent. I think that's an okay yield. You could probably hold it if you're there. I, I think it's it's doing well in the current environment okay so that was Mark Mullen from Team Invest and Luke Winchester from Meriwether Capital and uh, sort of a hold I guess that yeah, was probably a hold, the overall and
2: uh, maybe for the you know the distribution
0: yeah okay so uh, well, it's a defensive I suppose kind of asset there anyway but um Let's push on, get to our guest for the show today. And Martin Crabb from and Partners joins us now at the desk. Martin, great to see you. Good to Um, see you too. We've hit the halfway point. I guess we've just um, thrown the the, the very generic uh, question at most guests is, um, have you seen it so far? Because there seems to be some big hits, but uh, equally big misses as well.
1: Yeah, um, beating on this year's earnings and disappointing in guidance. Right. That's been the theme right across the board. Not every company, but um, companies are very... Happy to talk about how well they're managing the business in the uncertain environment and the, you know, the costs and all that sort of stuff. But they're very, very nervous about the outlook: a, being able to pass on high costs to customers; b, the rents, the wages, the electricity costs, the transport costs, all that sort of stuff. Can they mitigate that going forward? So, a, a few companies um, not providing any guidance at all, and a few people providing, uh, you know, very cautious guidance. And the market just doesn't like that, right? You want companies to come out. And reaffirm guidance as we saw in spades with Altium today, even though they didn't change their guidance, the fact that they didn't lower it and their tech stock that's done nothing this year, everyone went, Well, we'd better play a bit of catch up here. So that was up thirty percent at one stage today, which is pretty incredible. Yeah. The market's supposed to be fully informed, right? So they come out with the same set of numbers and the stock goes up thirty percent. Go figure. But yeah, so I think I think the the theme I'm taking away really is that we haven't seen the worst of the economy yet and I think companies know that, but some of the some of the pointy end retailers, Coles today, maybe Ampol yesterday with their convenience stores, because convenience stores make up about a third of Ampol's profits, just starting to see people trading down, yeah. mm. basket sizes coming down a little bit, food inflation still hurting. So just a few kind of warning signs. There the whole retail spectrum got hit today, West Farmers, Woolies, yeah. everything got hit today in the food in the food area. So maybe that's just what everyone's been talking about. We're actually seeing in the numbers.
2: Mm, absolutely. There are some quite extreme reactions, though, aren't they? I mean, yeah. I don't think, I, I'm, I'm not sure, because we were chatting about it, whether mm. or not there's a whole lot of shorts out there, but apparently not. So what do you think is going on in terms of the investors getting really like, you know, ResMed has just been absolutely, yeah. you know, Butcher. Butchered, yeah, yeah. A great yeah. quality company. Yeah, um, And its s-
1: earnings hardly moved, right? People really yeah. didn't downgrade or upgrade the no. company. It's just, oh, gee, all ones are going to come along. Everyone's going to take pills and, and, and lose weight <laughs> and not need sleep apnea. And that's the theme. And the stock's off 25% this month. I mean, it makes no sense. So no, it doesn't make any sense. I think sense. liquidity's got a lot to do with it, Danny. Liquidity right. so is so low. Is it? Yeah, whether it's structurally or cyclically low, but there's just not a lot of volume. So uh, it doesn't take much of an order from offshore. Things or a local um, wanting to get out of something and it just gets it, it gets, you know, massively um whipsawed around. So yesterday we were talking about had you gone long ordinate and short iris, you know, oh. the, the day before that was a fifty percent trade. Yeah. I think today was um, yeah, with Altium in one direction and a company, there was there's another stock that was down ten percent today. Um, Data data 3, I think. Data data 3 was down uh, 15. So, again, within the same sector, I mean, not identical companies, of course, within the same sector, 50%... Delta on the day. So, look, I mean, you always get some of that. I mean, there's 2,500 listed companies. You're always going to get some moving dramatically. But these are, even in the large cap space, we're getting these big moves. As mm. you said, ResMed down 25. Goodman's up 10 mm. 15% this month. You know, Altium's up 30% in a day. So we're seeing some big swings. And I think it is a lack of liquidity in the market that's probably helping to play that. Look, a lot of people are also nervous going into... Two big macro events, one is the NVIDIA result. Who would have thought that's a big macro event? But it's massive, right? It's a trillion dollar company and it's a poster child of AI. If they miss, you know, look out. And and who knows what Jerome Powell's gonna say on Friday? So these are two big macro events. They're not uh, an FOMC decision, but in terms of what the mar- how jittery the market yeah. is, you know, I wouldn't want to be having huge, you know, longs or positions anyway, yeah. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Well, let's maybe talk about some of those
0: macro risks because I guess one thing that we had seen over the last few weeks is markets really start to embrace, maybe reluctantly, hmm. the higher for longer narrative. Hmm. I mean, I guess that could potentially be the risk that we get out of Jackson Hole, that we get yeah. or, or bad Jerome, that, uh, that often seems to come out of this event.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the if you look at the futures curve. For the Fed funds rate, it's just drifting higher, drifting higher, drifting higher, and that's it there. And, and it doesn't look like a lot, but if you just look at the shape of that, we're going from a peak in, in at the end of this year, and then we've got a whole bunch of cuts. And that's a week ago, sorry, a month ago in green there. And we're just, every every day that goes by, the, sh- the market just shifts higher and higher higher. So that's that strong, you know, higher for longer narrative is we're not so much concerned that the Fed's going to continue hiking aggressively. In fact, we think maybe one more hike, that's about it, but they're just going to leave them there for a long time. And the Aussie market's exactly the same. The Aussie market's moved away from, you know, an aggressively tightening reserve bank and shifting to a reserve bank that's on hold for maybe all of next year. Mm. So that's going to provide absolutely no relief. To the to the to the pressures that households are under in the US, the thirty-year fixed-rate mortgage is seven point seven percent. So it's gone up another seventy bips in the past couple of weeks. So there is just no respite, and that you know the the equity market should be nervous about that because that's going to impact household spending and therefore company earnings. So I think that's not a good narrative for the market, and probably one of the reasons we're off four percent this month.
2: Yeah, exactly, or four percent this month. Mm. I'm hearing five percent on the US ten-year. Possible, yeah, I know exactly. That's that, scary. That well, that's that was my point. Yeah. What, what? I mean, if it did get there, it looks like it's heading to four and a half at the moment, and some people are saying five. I mean, yeah. doesn't I? I mean, we've got this bizarre thing where we've got tech stocks going up with rising bond yields. I mean, it's like a huge disconnect. Yeah, it is. It's massive. We, it is massive, and so uh, how
1: do you square the circle? Yeah, is how do you question. square and so, it? And when's the
2: wrecking ball going yeah, to start? Yeah, and
1: and we've had inflation. Lower than expectations, mm. and a lot of signals su- suggesting that things like shelter inflation is coming off. Yeah, so we've got deflation. PPI in in Germany is minus six. You know, so there's heaps of evidence out there, Danny, that says inflation is no longer a problem. So why is the bond market selling off? And the thing you need to come back to is just issuance, Treasury issuance. So, mm. yeah, you know, we've had almost two trillion dollars of U.S. bonds hit the market in the past. Three or four months. So the Fed's unwinding its balance sheet at about almost a trillion dollars a year, Mm. and then you had the fact that once the debt ceiling got raised, obviously the U.S. Mm. Treasury had to raise a whole bunch of money to pay for Biden's spending plans, and they're running deficits, you know, between their current account and their fiscal account of you know almost ten percent of GDP. So they need to print a lot of bonds. So there's so so many bonds being issued in the market. So it's not the it's not it's not so much the nominal yield that's that's moving, it's the real, real yield.
2: It's over 2%. Yeah, it's over 2%. Yeah. So that,
1: that's, I mean, for investors, that's great. If you can get a 2% risk-free yeah. um, real yield mm. for 10 years, you should, you know, for a lot of people, should grab that. Like mm. if you've got a, a very low risk profile, that's a pretty good return. Um, but it does spell um, warning signs for equities because if you can get that without taking a risk, mm. then what do you get for risk? You need to get a higher return, right? So... Mm. So, yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. And, you know, I think the if the pace of US Treasury issuance slows down, then maybe some heat comes out of that bond yield. But at the moment, that's a one-way street. Mm,
2: well, some people have been saying it's also a liquidity issue over there because everybody's on, you know, some of the holidays over there. Who knows whether it's yield curve control in Japan as well because they are seeing their rates moving up also. So yeah. maybe confluence of factors.
0: Always is, isn't it? But uh, we could run <laughs> run with that for a long time. Unfortunately, we we can't. We we uh, will run out of time. But uh, Martin Crab Shore Partners, thank you so much for your time. Thank, thank you, you,
2: Martin. Thank you.
0: Okay. Uh, let's just get across the leaders and laggards, shall we? And uh, well, oh, there we are some of the leaders and we flagged, there's some big ones. Altium up 25%. Megaport too. Nothing to sneeze at, on my 17% there as well.
2: Yeah, exactly. And Mesoblast talking about moving to profitability in full year 24 and obviously sitting squarely in that data center AI theme.
0: And not to forget Ordinate either, because that's added another 10% to what From was yesterday. A 15% yeah, really huge, yesterday. I can't remember. Massive. Um, all the numbers are blending into one at this point in time, but um, ordinate just uh, on a a tear. A certified resource as well, an interesting one. I think
2: everybody's either cracking the champagne or they're, you know, going to, I don't know, cry in the corner this earnings season.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Feast or phantom, perhaps. Um, Laggards, again, we'll get to see some of the extreme moves at this end of the market. There's data data three three as we flagged uh Kogan. Kogan also reported yeah. that actually um rather disappointing An interesting, um look, return a, to profit too I think
2: yeah I don't know I haven't looked at it, but mm. NIB I thought that was uh quite firm yesterday and obviously the markets assessed it and gone mm, nah
0: yeah we'll wait for the broken nose to hit our uh well inbox perhaps tomorrow morning if uh, if anyone happens to to flick them across but um let's get to the small cap leaders and lagars now see if there's any sort of great moves there Red Hawk mining your guess is as good as mine maybe I, I guess I it's early know. season it could be something significant there uh, D, do your own research on that one. Um, Redbubble actually reported today, I didn't Yeah, it?
2: but they're still losing like $54 million.
0: Well, maybe the market was expecting fifty-five.
2: I know. <laughs> I know. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. But, uh, you know, as Claude Walker, who I spoke to, it's it's very hard to square the circle on that one as well when it's such a big loss maker.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, Lagard's in the small cap space too. Having a look there, Queensland Pacific, Invectus Energy, Cecil It's just a... F- fun trade for punters most of the time. Um, Okay, let's just go through what to expect in the next 24 hours or so. Not too much on the US front, um, or not too much internationally really. Um, NVIDIA will be the big earnings release, and that's not for another 48 hours or thereabouts, but US existing home sales. It's fascinating to get a sort of pulse check on what's happening in the housing market because we've had a big rebound throughout 2023, but that's, well, some signs No, it's in new
2: new home sales predominantly, not existing. Not existing? No, because they're all locked in at lovely low mortgages. I I could be wrong, but I think most of it's been in new homes. Right.
0: Well, nevertheless, there's a couple of data points tonight. Yeah. But tomorrow, uh, this is what we're going to, Confronts when we wake up tomorrow morning. Ooh, it's,
2: IDP, dollars, yeah, WiseTech, yeah. wow, some of the more contentious names on the market. Actually, that? Weistek,
0: that's uh, that's yes, I am that
2: one. Yep, yep, yep. yep. A couple of other stocks that will be interesting. An ex dividend: AGL, AMP, Domain, Downer, uh, Magellan, and Maya.
0: I hope I get to do the Dom May interview tomorrow. I think he's coming, uh, skyping in. I'm a, I'm a big um, consumer, um, so I'd like to... <laughs> if They're vegan pizzas. Yeah, they, they're not, not not too bad, but their prices, they've managed to keep their prices relatively low compared to everything else. So Fair I'm, enough. I wonder if it's just a bet on cost coming down and whether that's kind of the you know, risk that they're taking. But anyway, um, that'll be tomorrow. A few stocks going ex div as well. Uh, as you can tell, again, it's been a huge day on the earnings front and the inner markets more broadly. We'll check on where we finished. Danny. I've
2: got the ASX 200 up six points, six whole points to 7,121 spot six. And it looks like the SIBO 200, oh, I may as we'll call it, flat to slightly down 0.6 of a point.
0: How about it? Okay, well... That, Aussie that-
2: dollars perking up anyway for the moment. Oh, there you go. Yeah, up to 64 spot 39. Yeah, okay. So it seems to be holding there.
0: Interesting. Well, again, that'll do it for another day. But uh, you can catch up on a lot of, well, CEO interviews to start with. We had a stack of them today. But, of course, all the expert analysis on your website. And uh, in the meantime, rest up, have a lovely evening, and we'll see you again tomorrow morning.
2: Hey, thank you.